Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Rene Boer. Rene, are you ready to do this? I am ready to do this, George. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Rene is an EOS implementer. He is a lifelong entrepreneur. He's the co-author of How to Be a Great Boss. Excited to have you on. Rene, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Okay, well, in a nutshell, uh, I am a, uh, I'm actually an immigrant, George. I uh, came to this country with my parents from the Netherlands when I was about five years old. I uh, grew up in Wisconsin. I married uh, for 45 years. Uh, I've got two grown daughters, four grandkids. Uh, I started my, my journey in business uh, in the restaurant industry, uh, working my way through college. So 35 years of restaurant industry experience, uh, I've been helping owners and leadership teams of privately held companies get what they want from their business through a process called EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And a few years ago, I authored a book with Gino Wickman, the founder of EOS, called How to Be a Great Boss. Uh, I'm also an avid cyclist, so I, I get in about uh, three to 4,000 miles a year in riding. So uh, that's how I let off a little steam. Nice. Well, that's awesome. There's a lot of things to uh, congratulate you on. Probably the the 45 years of marriage. That that uh, that ought to be your next book, <laughs> Renee. Yeah, how to be married for 45 how, years. How Actually, be... my wife my wife would get all the credit for that. <laughs> yeah, she should potentially write that one then. Nice. That's awesome. All right, so 35 years in 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 the restaurant industry, and um, how how did you come to find EOS? Yeah. So after about 35 years, I was in my uh, mid fifties and I hit a kind of a midlife crisis, just thinking about what I was doing. And uh, honestly, I was burned out. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time doing something that I was good at, but realized that I just didn't want to do it anymore. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting how life happens. That's about the time that I met, uh, Gino Wickman and Don Tinney. And I was one of the very first implementers uh, within within EOS. So that was back in these late 2007. And, uh, you know, I've just spent the last 13 years doing what I think I was really uh, genetically encoded to do. And that's and that's help. Right. So it's all about teaching, coaching and and facilitating. And, uh, you know, so I've kind of rediscovered myself. So been uh, it's been really really good nice so you spent a lot of time doing something that you were good at but it wasn't necessarily your passion and and even if it was your passion it's still possible for people to burn out right yes and i i think you know that that this is something that may be true for others as well you know you spend your whole life doing something you're good at because you spend so much time doing it yeah but if you have a moment of clarity and you really think about, you know, is this something I really, really love to do? And what is it that I'm, that I'm great at? 
you know, there's a difference between good and great and love and like, <laughs> and, uh, and I don't think, you know, a lot of us slow down long enough to really think about that. And, uh, and when you do, it just opens up a whole new, uh, universe of opportunities. And so, you know, I was fortunate that to, to have that moment of clarity. Yeah. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? I think that it's probably, probably a ton of people, um, who, have have that experience of okay you know I'm doing this because I'm good at it I'm earning a living this is this is working uh, but there could be more how do you how do you go about asking yourself that question or do you just ask yourself that question well yeah so so think about the challenge when all the people that are in your network are also telling you that you're really good at something mm-hmm. and the next thing you realize you start casting yourself that way, right? You, it's sort of a, okay, I'm a, I'm a restaurant guy. You start thinking of yourself as not who you are, but what you do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so, you know, the exercise that, that I went through, uh, and this is an EOS tool called delegate and elevate. And the challenge is to just, uh, start writing down all the activities that you find yourself doing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And when you do that, you come up with a pretty big list. And my list had, you know, probably over almost a hundred things on it. You know, just, you know, just detailed things. And then you take all those activities and you put it into the, into four quadrants, uh, with the upper left-hand quadrant being things that you really, really love to do and you're great at. And the bottom right-hand quadrant would be things that you hate to do. You're not good at, uh, you know, and, uh, and then the other quadrant to the left of that is things that you're good at, but you just don't like to do anymore. And when I did that, I, I looked at my list and I went, Oh my God, you know, like 80% was below the, below the bar, right? <laughs> it was yeah. things in quadrant three and four. And, and I, th- I thought, well, what, what do I love to do that I could really say I'm great at that, that took some time to really think that through. And, uh, you know, then you just start devising a plan. You know, how can I let go of stuff that uh, keeps me from really focusing on things that that matter to me? And I think that's that's a challenge. It's you know, what do you really care about? What's really important? What what do you have passion for? Uh, so it takes a little while to do it, but once you start developing a discipline to let go of some stuff, because a lot of times what keeps you from getting what you want is clarity around what you want. And, uh, and all those things you won't let go of or that you can't let go of. And, uh, you know, that's the exercise. Is it fear that, that really stops people from taking that next step of letting it go? Oh, uh, yes. Got a laundry list. Fear, guilt. Guilt is one. I mean, I, I used to have a lot of things that I, that I was doing that I hated to do and I wasn't particularly good at. But I just assumed because I found those things to be so onerous, uh, I just assumed that, well, hell, if, if I hate doing them, I'm sure other people right. would hate doing them too. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then fear is, that, there's a good one, George. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I'm making a living doing this. Yeah. Right? I mean, this, these are things I'm good at and I'm you know, putting bread on the table. I'm feeling good. Everybody's telling me I'm good at it. Uh, and then you think, boy, if I let go of that, then what? What am I going to do? And it, that's, that's tough, you know, letting go. And, you know, that's for coming up with a, with a game plan. And a lot of times, you know, what ends up happening to people is some 
you know, some event in their lives. They, they, they lose their job or they get fired from a job or something else happens where they think, okay, n- now I have, <laughs> because now it's happened, this event has happened, now I need to figure it out. You know, I think the time to figure it out is to <laughs> get ahead of the curve a little bit, try to figure it out now. So think about the last six months. There are things that have happened that some people took as an opportunity to pursue something different, and uh, and then there were others that just kind of caught got caught up in it. So, you know, those kinds of events are going to happen in our lives. They just are going to happen, and so do it now. <laughs> do it now. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard for us to be proactive about, you know, from things like purchasing insurance or doing our taxes or getting a will done or going through an exercise like what you've just been describing uh, without some outside force sort of knocking us out of our equilibrium or knocking us out of our, you know, just rhythm and, 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 and cycle. So, yeah. Yeah. And it really, you know, that's, that's right. It's, we're having this conversation on September 14th. And yeah, it's crazy that it's been, you know, six months that we've been going through this. And uh, if you're listening and you haven't taken the opportunity to, to maybe do a little bit of reflection and and digging into the stuff that Renee's just been talking about, now is a perfect time. Yeah. And, you know, the things that we're talking about, you know, they, they relate to business, but I think they also relate to our personal lives. And those two things are are absolutely locked together. I mean, there's no such thing as separating your business life from your personal life. I mean, to to think that way, I think is crazy. I mean, you spend most of your waking hours at work with people at work, and then you spend a bunch of time, hopefully, with your family and 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 focusing on your family and on yourself. And that's got to be in balance, right? It's it's your your life. It's not your professional life and your personal life. It's just your life, and you got to get it all to work. And uh, there's a challenge in that for sure. Do you has that? Do you think that that's always been the case, or has the way that we work changed? You know that that's that's interesting. Uh, you know, I think <clears throat> just reflecting back on when I got started. Uh, which was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> you know, in the beginning, it's it's all about, no, no, I'm going to keep my work life separate from my personal life. Yeah. Whatever those two are going to be. And I'm not going to get too close to my people. In fact, my, you know, way back when, my father-in-law, you know, World War II vet said, you know what, familiarity breeds contempt. Mm. You know, keep keep your professional, you keep those folks at arm's length. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to get to know too much about them and vice versa. Don't let them know too much about you. And, you know, that's, that's just crazy, especially in the information age, you know, and, and, uh, I mean, if you're really going to be, you know, this is kind of the subject of being a great boss. If you're really going to be a great boss, it's, you know, you got to be a great coach and the great coaches always say, Hey, coach the person before you coach the player. <laughs> right? yep. I don't know if that was Nick Saban or, or, who you know should be credited with, with with saying that, but but I think that's really really true. Uh, is really getting to understand people and helping them get better, and in so doing, they help you get better. And so we're all in it together. And and uh, 
you know, I think it's, it's, it's complicated, but at the same time, it's simple. It may not be easy, but I think it's simple if you could do that. And I, for a boss to be able to go there, you know, I think you got to be humble, which is another fallacy. You know, when I got started, I thought I needed to be the know-all, do-all. That didn't work very well for me, by the way, George. Uh, <laughs> to, you know what, I, I don't have all the answers, and I certainly can't do it all by myself. I need people to help me. And you got to be willing to ask for help. And that's, you know, not only being humble, but a, a willingness to be a little bit vulnerable, too. And you get a lot more credit for for sitting down with people that report to you, that part of your team, and saying, hey, guys, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, uh, I don't have all the answers and I don't quite know what I'm doing. I need a little help. Have you ever noticed when you ask people for help, they always say, yeah, I'll help. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever asked for help where someone said, hey, I got nothing for you. No Sorry. way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but if you want help, you got to be willing to ask. And, uh, and I, I think that's another opportunity for people, you know, willingness to say, hmm, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room and I don't need to be the smartest guy. Uh, I'm just going to ask questions and then see where it goes. Right. Ask questions and listen. Yeah, yeah, I think that those are such good points right there, and I think that I can certainly point to times in my life um, and do it all the time now. If it's I'm managing somebody, um, I am I am presenting uh, to a room full of people, being vulnerable and saying, "Hey, I've 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 made these mistakes. I don't necessarily have all the answers." That is when you really endear yourself to people versus the opposite. If you're in front of people, or if you're trying to present yourself as something other than what you really are, because we know that nobody yeah. is perfect. <laughs> yeah. And so you introduced me at the beginning of the program as an expert mm. <laughs> you know, in my work. <laughs> you know, when you're working with owners of, uh, of privately held businesses, and a lot of them are family owned businesses. Uh, I find that, that that's a group of people that are already, they already get it, you know, that, that, uh, it's not easy and there's no way that you can bat a thousand. And so when I talk to them and I say, you know, I've got all this business experience, but, but don't be fooled. I am far from an expert in business. I've made all sorts of mistakes that you just sit there and go, how could I have done that? You know, I mean, right. that was, and, and then, or calamities that have, that happened that I caused, and you just sit there and think, "Oh no!" But when you when you share that with an owner of a business, he or she is going to say, "Well, that's it. That's 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 all that's happened." I mean, let me share some of the stuff that's happened to me and to us <laughs> and to our company. And they, you know what? We're all in this together. And uh, God, it's just so much more you know, rewarding when you get to work with, with, with folks that have that kind of a mindset, you know, we're not trying to, to pretend to be something that we're not, you know, and, uh, that's, I think that's, it's just so rewarding to be in that kind of a situation. So, you know what, we're all going to go on this journey together. We're on a journey to become better and to be our best. And to do that, we got to drop a lot of baggage, <laughs> you know, got to let go of the past and think about here and now and what the future holds. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good ride. Yeah. I think that that is such 
such an important thing, and I've spent a lot of time thinking about it and talking about it, just the idea that, uh, and the fact that community and relationships are what make for a healthy and long life, just in general, and certainly for a healthy and productive and successful business community. And, I mean, to ignore that is at your peril. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the other thing, too, you know, about a privately held company, a privately held business, and that kind of an owner is <clears throat> he or she always has the long game in mind. So the mindset is more of a, hey, I'm, I'm kind of thinking out five, ten years. You know, I'm focused on the here and now, but I've got a long, long-term outlook. I'm not managing this business or my life week to week, month to month, quarter to quarter. <laughs> and yeah. I don't have those kinds of pressures on myself. I'm thinking about where do I want to be as an organization? What's my goal, say, 10 years from now? And uh, you know, it has been pointed out many, many times in a 10-year cycle, uh, you know, you have six years that are really, really good, two years that are fabulous, and two years that will put you out of business. Hmm. And I've seen this play out over and over and over again. You could go back in 10-year increments and just look at some of the events that have happened, either in our personal lives or in our business lives. You look at the economy, and we've, we've been through a lot. And if you look at every, every bad thing that happens as, a, as just that, uh, you know, there's a great little book, Ryan Holiday, you know, the obstacle is the way. Right. These things are going to happen, but they're going to present a, an opportunity for us versus, you know, now what? You know, it's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> it's, it's just not true. Yeah, I love it. Well, Renee, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, so this is all about focus, and uh, we teach a tool in the EOS journey uh, that's called the Vision Traction Organizer. So it's all about getting clarity around a vision, and then when you have clarity around that vision, there's a traction component. But on the vision side, <clears throat> there's a question that we ask the owner and the leadership team to answer, and that's all about their, their business's core focus. What's the core focus? So what's your sweet spot as a business? So what is it that you love to do? And as an organization, you're really great at doing and getting, getting very, very clear on that and letting go of all the other stuff that people have gotten themselves involved in. So we like to call that the shiny stuff. And there's a lot of organizations <laughs> that really haven't, taken all the things that they that they're doing and just say okay wait a minute you know are we really great at all those things or are we kidding ourselves and are we putting time and resources and energy against things that are really outside of what we truly love to do as an organization and what we're great at and that's a fun exercise to take people through and it's a bit of a uh, of a of an awakening for them to be able to say okay there's going to be some things that we're going to have to let go of all right going to put all our energy around uh, something that we're passionate about and something that uh, is really something we can point to and say, that's it. We can really own that. You know, that's that's our niche. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets Come on. Come on. Renee, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with you? 
Well, a uh, couple of different ways. My uh, <clears throat> best way to reach me is uh, my email, Renee, R-E-N-E, at tractionprocess.com. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, and you can learn more about EOS by either contacting me or you can go right to the EOS Worldwide website. There are over 400 people worldwide that are all uh, serial entrepreneurs that have just dedicated their lives to helping fellow entrepreneurs get better. And you can uh, find them at EOS Worldwide. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Renee your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. You can shoot Renee an email at reneeattractionprocess.com. Find him on LinkedIn, and you can go to EOS Worldwide to learn more about the organization. Thanks again, Renee. You're welcome, George. My pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight, because as we've talked about a couple of times here today, we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.